welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 39. In this episode, we'll be talking about the brand new Iron Man War Machine starter, our hidden gem, the Super Rare Ultraman, and wrapping it all up with flavoring some blank cards. So let's kick it off with a rules update with Dr. J. Okay, guys, we are here with Dr. J, and everybody knows what that means when we start out with Dr. J. There was a rules forums update. Um, if you guys haven't heard of the rules forum, you can always find that at win.wizkids.com forward slash BB, B as in boy. Dr. J, we have um, a handful of rule, ruling updates, but we also had an update to the tournament rules, which yep. I don't think people check as often. Um, and then the quickest quickest way to find the tournament rules is wizkids.com forward slash dice masters forward slash tournament dash rules. Um, and that will give you a webpage that has all of those. So they made an update in terms of the band cards, right? Yeah. So what they did was they um, changed the... So before this, uh, there were two band basic action cards, Swords of Revealing Light and Relentless. And it was basically because of the global. It was overpowered. And it was banned for all WizKids related events, everything. Uh, so the, with this, or, update, or at least we assume so. That yeah, the, when you read the blog assumed. post, it seemed to be, and like that's that. the way it was always played. Yeah. Um, and so, but the update basically clarifies that those are only banned in constructed events, not for in what they call limited, which yeah. includes rainbow drafts. Yeah. Um, okay. That they're not banned in there. So that's a quick way. And the other thing that I wanted to mention in this update is because I don't know if they're going to increase the ban list or not, but uh-huh. they actually provided a friendly URL that you can go to to find the ban cards now because it used to be, oh, there's this blog post. Let me Google it for you to yeah, find it. Right. But now to find all the most up-to-date banned cards, it's dicemasters.com forward slash banned cards. Which is still two, but hopefully that yeah. expands. Yeah. I'd like to see that expand in the future. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I do appreciate that they made it super convenient to find it now instead of having to dig through like four months of blog posts. Yeah, exactly. Okay, um, so now ba- to the actual rules forum, the rules forum, which the rules, the, the tournament rules, first link in there is to the rules forum, oh, yeah. so you can't find it. <laughs> um, this one was a question that some people had after couple, the first round of WKOs was Squirrel Girl and Token Redemption. So um, if you aren't familiar with Squirrel Girl, she was a promo for Civil War, and she had the ability that at the end of your turn, add a squirrel counter to this card. During your turn, when you may use a global ability, you may remove a squirrel counter and place a squirrel token with one attack and one defense into the field zone. You may have up to four squirrel tokens in the field zone at once. The question was, does Squirrel Girl have to be active? Because we do now live in an age yeah. where you can, some some card abilities yeah, happen. like Maria Hill and Thanos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how, how'd they rule that? So they ruled it that, uh, I don't know. I mean, the okay. So okay. this was so, the answer that so, they gave. So it, so the straight up answer, she has to be active. But I kind of get where they went, but it's a little confusing in their answer. I don't even know that it was a straight up <laughs> answer. But this is what this is the exact wording. The assumption is that characters need to be active to use their abilities. Some text doesn't include the while active qualifier because it doesn't hold meaning if the character isn't active. For example, Beast Boy. And Beast Boy's ability is Beast Boy gets plus two attack when there's a yeah. fist in your reserve. This would be, I mean, sure, characters only get buffs while they're in the field. That would make sense. It would be nice if they said, for example, Beast Boy and Squirrel Girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they didn't say that. And it would make perfect sense if she didn't have to be active. Because it does say she does have to be active to gain the tokens. But it doesn't say she has to be active in order to put the squirrels in the field. Um, yeah, especially with this one, since there's, I mean, we've run into a couple of cards now where a period kind of denotes the end of one effect yeah. and the beginning of the other one. Yeah. So that's why I, that's why I can see why people were confused. Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty sure they were going with she does have to be active, so we'll probably play it that way. Mm-hmm. It was a little. Yeah. A yeah. Little I, I can see where though. they're going, where they're trying to say, yeah, most of these abilities they have to be active, even though we didn't put while active. Um, yeah. I think it would have been more clear. All they had to do was put a yes and then a comma and start the ruling. It would have made so much more yeah, sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, we all, so we, there was a whole bunch of rulings about Kitty, Kitty Pride, uh-huh. um, and they were using that as an example. So we're not going to go into depth for all of them, but pretty much the summary of it is you can't force your opponent to pay costs. Exactly. She's got a global that says target character must you cannot attack 
unless you, their opponent pays one life. And then they'd ask, well, what if I play a force attack and that global at the same time? Well, they can choose to either attack and pay a life or not attack at all. It's their choice at that point. You cannot force your opponent to pay a cost. Mm -hmm. So the only one that kind of doesn't fit that is the question was, um, is my opponent now able to use Shadow Cat's global ability to 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 unable one of my die to attack? If so, what will happen next? What will happen to blockers and stuff? Um, and I think this uh, this question was submitted by someone whose English is not their first, first language. language. Yeah, but basically the question is asking if if my character is forced to attack, can I play this global and not pay the cost? Yeah. And the answer is ab- well, if well, no. If, so so they're asking if they can do it during the attack step. If that's going to change anything, and, yeah. And then the ruling says technically you could, but they're already assigned to do so, so it's not gonna. You can't go backsies on it essentially yeah you can't go back you can't go back and and change things if they've already attacked but you could use this global to say stop need, a character from attacking yeah that or say you need to just burn an energy so you can pxg next turn or something yeah or I, something I that like works, that yeah. but so because yeah. if it was me yeah i'd probably reply as no backsies yeah <laughs> <laughs> no take backs <laughs> okay dr j those are kind of the uh quick rules forum updates i do hope that WizKids updates more i wonder if they did it you know right on the day before valentine's day as a valentine's day gift for you boy did, I sure did you pre- so. did you appreciate it i i always appreciate a rules forum update every <laughs> single time so i hope to hear a lot more in the future all right so we'll have you back later on in the show for our nice round table sounds good okay guys uh we are here with the full crew ken Poole, dr j and the ko king welcome gentlemen hello uh, i'm excited Yo. because this is the second week worth of new releases from WizKids with the Iron Man War Machine starter. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they actually get the scheduling out with this because are we just going to have like a big, like next three weeks we're going to be spending hundreds of dollars on stuff or is it going to be a little more spread out later on? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Looking at their calendar, I'm, I am kind of glad that they pushed back the Batman set because having another big release this month would probably be too much for most people. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, we wanted to talk about the Iron Man War Machine starter. Full disclaimer, if you want full dice, you're buying two. Or in Kenneth's case, you're buying four because You'd, he's got a family. <laughs> I did not yeah. buy two sets of the Magic... Uh, the Doctor Strange. Strange. I know mm-hmm. everybody thought you needed two. I personally didn't. I bought two. You need two sets because the abilities <laughs> in this set, they, they, it they really, are screaming for four dice. Suit up doesn't work very yeah, well with really just want. two yeah. dice. Yeah. No. Okay. So, you really want to get so yeah, let, let's start off with the new keywords that we have. Um, suit up is definitely one of them. So one of you guys want to explain suit up? Yeah, so the way it's suit awesome. up works is when you purchase the die that has suit up on it, you can KO the die that is named on the suit-up character die and then field the suit-up character die for free. So it's a little bit... That's hard to picture, so yeah. I'll, just, so, I'll so paint So what you it's going to say is uh, suit-up Iron Man yeah. or, or suit-up Rescue or suit-up Pepper Potts. When you buy that die to suit it up, you KO the Iron Man that is already in your field and replace it with a level two of whatever it is that you just bought with suit up Iron Man. Yeah. So yeah. We, we've essentially brought that transformation sequence we see in comic books and stuff into Dice Masters. Now, yeah. I will yes. say that I think a lot of people will read this ability and think it's a heroic. Some of us love heroic. <laughs> but they're, No one's reading this thinking it's heroic. I, but they're going to think it's a, a like a, a not a good ability. I'll be perfectly honest. I read that ability and it was like, it's a fizzle effect. It's going to be awful. And then I saw... You yeah, guys play I was, it. I was I've, pretty skeptical. Yeah, I've played a couple it. of teams already with it, and man, it is fast. And I will say that, so if, if we have the spikes out there that are only looking competitive, the Iron Spider in this set, the three cost, is a suit up that is competitive. I would say Rescue with Pepper right. Potts yeah, is also I, competitive. I would say Rescue Because they is suit up really themselves. Strong. So they're a three-cost character, both of them, that suit up themselves. They say either Iron Spider or Spider-Man, and Pepper Potts says Rescue or Pepper Potts. Mm. And yeah, and, I, I, and I, the Rescue also has a secondary ability where the Iron right. Spider doesn't. Yeah, I, I like the, the Pepper Potts being able to suit up because how many times have you guys played Pepper Potts 
use her ability once, and she just sits there. She's for the so, whole so oh, useless. The, the rare, <laughs> the rare Pepper Potts from Age of Ultron reads, Pepper Potts can't attack, but when Pepper Potts is KO'd, search your bag for an Iron Man die and filled it. She's awesome to suit up. Yeah, you've just got an engine for uh, yeah. KOing her and fielding a, a, an Iron Man from your bag and putting it straight into the field a uh, rescue that you just bought. Like, I, would, I would go so far. You can switch out a 1-1 one, one Pepper Potts to get... What is it? A three-four Iron Man, yeah. I think, or four-three Iron Man, and a like three-three rescue in one shot. You're upgrading from a one-one character to like seven damage between two. Yeah, I would go so far as to say this almost makes a Bolt Ring team playable because they're all Bolt <laughs> characters. So, so the Iron Spider, I I was doing some play testing with a full like WKO style team, and I. I was getting, say, three characters. If I was just focusing on the spider, I was getting like three characters by turn three. So if I was doing a frontline team, you could have or a bard team, like three characters, pretty Same fast, thing. three or four characters with like four stats, like their attack is four in in no time because all you're doing and you use momentum with it. So you suit up momentum, suit up momentum, suit up. I, momentum. I hate to bring it. I hate to bring this up, but it would probably work really well with your. Fist ring team with Spidey the Amazing. I mean, you suit him up, KO him, then you get get a few fists going. And, the look on oh your face gosh. is priceless. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I really wish that our listeners could, could there was Kid some way to see store right the there. gears turning. I've, I've the so wheels just on, immediately started turning. I've been so focused on some some other stuff for this weekend. I. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sir. I mean, I'm like, he can KO his Spider-Man and replace it with another Fist character. That's bad news. Yeah. And then yeah. momentum, and then, yeah. All right. Yeah. That's some gross. definitely some good ideas there, Dr. J. So overall, what we have in this set is eight characters with three different versions each. All the, all cards have a max of four dice, and Yay. they all come with two. So. Yay. Like we were saying, you're going to have to get two sets if you want max dice, which Yay. it's worth it. There's really good stuff. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I'm glad that I bought two. Uh, I'm, I, I don't know that I'll buy another two so that my, me and my wife can both play with them, but I'm glad that I have I played it dice. once, and I was like, I need four dice. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, There's also a, a full suite of... Uh, Basic actions. With yeah. It too. yeah. Let's go through the basic actions real quick because a couple of them are reprints. And when I say reprints, I literally mean reprints. Yeah, it's, <laughs> right. it's the, the way that I personally would prefer that they do reprints rather than creating a situation where someone could have two different magic missiles on their team and it'd be totally legal. Yep. And if you're wondering if these reprints are prime legal, I believe we checked on the PDC website and they said they are. That uh, when, when this first set was first spoiled, I remember seeing a Facebook post that linked to their website saying that since these are new printings of old actions they would be legal whereas the uh the uh op printings of old basic actions would not be okay yeah so um what are the quick ones i mean i remember cold and cold is so smash. reprints we've got cone of cold smash uh betrayal what's the surprise kind of. attack one I don't know. Uh, uh, I feel like I, I've seen I it think before. It, the name sounds familiar. It seems like it. Uh, it's uh, deal one damage to a target character die, or if you roll it on a burst face, you deal two damage. There's other ways of doing that. If mm -hmm. it's not an exact reprint, it's it's pretty close. Very much close. Um, we d we do have the one card that is betrayal plus. Two. Yeah, <laughs> called, oh. called one Can against you many. Running both. I was just thinking that to running both together with a thousand dragon team with a thousand oh dragon and put in rare scarlet witch. Yeah. yeah, that's you guys would hate me even more. Like, that's so worse yes. than magic. That's <laughs> oh How like how does that even help you? You really don't need that many of those dice. Because I like overkill. <laughs> uh, so the way that one against many reads is deal target player X damage, where X is the number of character dice in their field zone plus two. So mm -hmm. it counts dice, not active yep. characters. And it adds two. So if they've got zero, you're still hitting them for two. Yeah. Where where betrayal, you could fight it and not take any. So the I way feel the like way WizKids really wants to knock down the walls. Yeah. They're like betrayal didn't work. So betrayal plus. So the way, <laughs> so well, the way not only that, but they've also got hyper velocity to mess with walls. Uh, yeah. The yeah. way the way I actually hyper velocity I think is a good 
wall card because if you have a whole wall of characters, you just have to attack with one every turn. If your opponent's playing rush, aggro, they're going to have fewer characters in the field, and so they're going to be taking more damage than you are, and eventually their life's going to get down. You can throw that wall at them and deal some damage. I like it as anti-control. You've got your yeah. three control pl- pieces in play. You're going to have to attack with one. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I had this whole plan before I realized that it was both players had to attack. I totally <laughs> oh, yeah. had this so, whole plan, <laughs> get it out in the field on turn. Like, so just shoot, to. And just make them attack. Yeah, get super urgent Costa. And, just to clarify what exactly it says, is it's a five cost. It's continuous. At the end of each player's turn, if they didn't attack with any character dice, they lose two life. If you get it on the burst or double burst, also any any player may pay three life during their main step to send this die to the used pile. I played this in our draft with the Renit Tilly that lets you oh, spin an yeah. action die to I, any face. Don't spin it to the no burst face because if it stops working for you halfway through the game, you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get it out of the field. Don't do that. Let your opponent pay the life and yeah, get rid about, of it. No, no. And it, it seems like such a good card. Play with it a couple times and you might realize it's a little different. It plays a little different than you hoped it would. <laughs> One so, thing that I really like about it is it says you lose two life. It doesn't say you take two damage. Yeah, you can't there redirect it at no all. No redirecting. Mm-hmm. There's no mitigating. You are just losing two life. If you want to combat that without attacking, you need to have life gain. Yeah, bring some life gain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the the other cards that I I was super excited ever since they were spoiled are the upgrade cards. There's one for yeah. every energy type out there, and they, they're all they, two cost. Yeah, two cost, which is amazing. Oh, um, I'm having a lot of fun with the proton cannon. So it reads, target character die you control gains overcrush. KO that character die at the end of the turn if it isn't a fist yeah, character. The second die. half of that ability is why he loves it so yes, much. It is. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't care about the overcrush. It's a prime KO right so, there. So yeah. in our in our little chaos draft yesterday, I had Nitro, common nitro that when KO deal, you know, KO character with the same defense. Yeah. So I would use this upgrade on Nitro. They'd have to block. And then I'd KO it. Steve did some good where he would just let it through. But uh, I want to pair it with the super rare Tony Stark Sorcerer Supreme of Earth 9810. <laughs> I know everybody plays that card. But when he's KO'd, he deals his damage as attack divided amongst any number of opposing target character. So I want to give him Overcrush, and he's a 7 uh, attack on level three so seven attack over crush if i don't buff it anymore he's a mass so he would ko at the end of turn and i'd have seven damage to deal to all the characters what 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 what, uh, what energy symbols are heroic spider-man and captain america are they both fists i think they're fists aren't they uh, i think it's a fist shield i think it's a sh- shield man Shield mask? I want to say maybe it's a fist. You're, you're a heroic expert. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I, I've seen these cards like three times in my life. Now, I'm I don't like, know, I don't know what energy team? you cost to purchase them, but I know that they deal damage <laughs> to a mask or shield character when they're KO'd. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Spider-Man's a fist and Cap is a shield. But so any anything that, that KOs that's not a fist character... We all know the best KO character is a fist character, but timing wouldn't work anyway with Scarecrow... But this is a great way to care, to KO those dice and give overcrush, especially anything with good stats that has an awesome when KO'd. So I'm pretty excited about that one. Yeah. Um, so what are the other upgrades we have? Uh, we've got Fortification, which is target character die you control, gains Iron Will, lose two life if that character isn't a shield character. Uh, Smokescreen. Target character die you control gets plus one A. If it is a level one mask character, it can't be blocked this turn. I don't like the level one caveat on that. Uh-huh. Yeah, it should go in line with the other ones. I don't know. I, it have, should I just, have some. Just have go some, with if it's a mask character. I have some plans to use that for uh, Thanos. Make the common <laughs> should, Thanos yeah, unblockable. Just, you know, it's probably Thanos just level one. You make a really good point. We'll just keep it to level <laughs> yeah, one, yeah, guys. Let's, 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 no ideas uh, there. You should Actually, totally the, be able the to super rare up. one would be better because you can end up getting that for really cheap. Yeah, the uh, you the, can get the other one for really cheap if you have less than eleven life. <laughs> <laughs> it costs two less if you're eleven or less. So that's how you that's how you pair up hyper velocity. You just lose life. There you go. And and you start buying Thanos. That's right. <laughs> oh, so uh, the last upgrade is Unibeam. Target character you die you control gets plus two A. If it is a bolt character, it also gains fast. I like that. I feel like that for that's, for how. Uh, 
the the way that the mask one is kind of situational, and I feel like it kind of it just it the caveat kind of brings it down among the other ones. The bolt one more than makes up for it because plus two or two of the attack and fast is. Strong. Should I ask? Are you going to use that on Apocalypse anytime soon? Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> Apocalypse's big big thing is when he's fielded. More yeah, than anything. but then he'll have fast to take out any stragglers. Yeah, <laughs> the ring we'll usually doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> you, could, you could give yeah. him both the bolt one and the fist one. Give him plus two attack and overcrush. <laughs> we all know the best one is yeah. something that you can KO. <laughs> right. So. Right. I would what say else? just don't overlook the 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 suit up. Uh, like the there, Iron there is, is one five more. Cost there is one crazy. more basic action that we didn't talk about that's new. That is kind of a, a focused within set one. It's called Armor Wars, and it's just KO target character die with suit up. Each player loses one life. Awesome comic run, by the way. Armor Wars. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I don't see it getting a lot of play unless, for whatever reason, you're playing in, in a. I, Only Iron Man War Machine. I, I don't think I ever see this thing. getting played. I mean, is that that's not set. per suit up die? That's just like lose life. You lose one life. It's, I, I feel each like this player loses a, one life. Period. But also, you KO target okay. character die suit up because KO target yeah, character this, suit up. This would be period. one of those. Do as much as you can. So yeah. if there isn't a suit up available, you both lose one life. I feel like you're, gonna you're not be taking using damage. It. <laughs> Again, aren't you? Russ? There's there's a few of these basic actions where you end up losing life, and it does. You are not there's taking damage. That you you can are just losing words, right? Huh? I can't give the keyword <laughs> oh, Taskmaster. Taskmaster. <laughs> give him suit up. Suit up Iron Man. Uh, if I have suit oh, up, right. dude. <laughs> suit up Pepper Potts. You could suit him up when you fabricate him. That's right. Oh. You just have to buy one of him, Guys. a Gollum, and an Iron Man with suit up on it, and you're good to go. Gosh. That sounds like a good combo there. <laughs> it sounds oh, competitive. Man. Super There's competitive. There's so many layers. <laughs> it sounds like we need to have another Taskmaster tournament Every pretty soon. Every oh, single gross. set that comes out with new keywords. <laughs> I will say that, like, Iron Iron Manor is a five cost. When you suit him up, he's a six four because he suits up on level two. And if you have a Pepper Potts and an Iron Spider, he he comes in the field. Not Pepper Potts, but oh, yeah, another well, uh, another Stark rescue, Industries character. Rescue. Yeah, yeah. If you have a few in there, he comes in at like seven six. I noticed when I was playing my son, I was like, oh my gosh, he's got crazy kind of, stats. All I kind of, of like the way that mm-hmm. they spread out the the abilities on Iron Manor. So Iron Manor has. Uh, he gains plus one, plus one for each other different active Iron Man affiliated character. And he's got a global, pays zero once per turn on your turn, spin down one of your uh, Iron Man affiliated character dice. You may field an Iron Man affiliated character die for one less. And then he's got two of two other versions that are four cost, and each of those has one of those abilities. It yeah. doesn't have both. So the five cost, you get both. For the four cost, you only get one. So if you are running... Uh, only that Iron Manor with uh, a different Iron Man that you're not going to be using the affiliation. Don't bring the global. If you're trying to build around the global and getting the, or uh, building building around the affiliation and trying to get them into the field faster, bring the, the one with just the global. If you want maximum abuse and you want to pay that one extra, bring the five cost. I like that kind of toolbox feel it to it. It really great, is right? kind of cool. Yeah. Now I think the debate is because there is no Iron Man in the set. The debate is which Iron Man fits. Best with suit up. I actually like the vanilla three cost. Just because he's a three cost, Age of Ultron, he's blank, he has nothing, but it's a three cost that I can use for suit up. And he's got pretty good stats. The other one that I think is good is the Secretary of Defense from Civil War that when field the target opponent oh, may not declare blockers unless they immediately KO. He's more expensive, yeah. but that can be oh, nasty. I love that. Right. If so you're much. using suit up with momentum and you can fill them a few times and then suit up and it could be a lot of fun. Or if you or yeah. if you just suit him up and then keep fielding him every turn, right. then that's every turn they have to KO a character, and you're constantly getting characters in the field, and they're either KOing or taking a bunch of damage. Oh, right? The, n- okay. yeah, the non-suit-up character that I think is going to get a lot of play in this set is Howard Stark, expert businessman. And Possibly. you can sacrifice him, and he gives all your other characters plus two. I, th- I There's another one in this set that I also wanted to highlight, and that's War Machine Rhodey. He's a four-cost shield. He has fast. When War Machine KOs an opposing character die with combat damage, deal two damage to your opponent, and on level one, he gets plus one attack. 
So he's got three good abilities on him for a four cost, and he fits my play style, which has got the force block mm-hmm. deal. So if you've got a Constantine or something in the field that I got to get out, force block, Take and now you're taking damage. now you're taking two damage. Finally, oh, yeah. a de- finally a decent war machine, and um, he's got fast. So, so you don't. So if you if their defense is low enough, you don't have to worry about him getting KO'd. To uh, to quickly kind of run through what else is in the set, uh, so there's. The three Howard Starks are all shield-affiliated. They're all allies. They have different abilities. Two of them require sacrifice. I don't love sacrifice, but so yeah. in and of itself, the concept of sacrifice, I don't love it. Why would you sacrifice when you can KO? That's all I say. <laughs> Actually, it's, all of the masks in this set are allies. Yes, they are. Yeah. We have they, a five with, the other, with the other being ally. Jarvis, yep. and he's in a, a three, four, and five cost. Um, five cost ally. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Does he have swarm on it too? No, he's got crap. <laughs> no, that's <stats>. weird. <laughs> um, he's got like there's one that uh, he deals X damage for each of the things that you fielded this turn, including him. You deal damage to a character die, which is kind of cool. And then there's another one that kind of has the same thing, but uh, you gain life for the number of character dice you fielded, which could also be good, but that's a five cost. I don't know. But at the same time, he has zero fielding on all of his levels, so you can field other stuff and still afford to field. Oh, yeah. So yeah, you just sort of bump him to the back of the line on fielding, but yeah. it's still, like, I don't know. It just feels kind of expensive. It does. For, it really does. For what, I mean, he could t- he could potentially do a lot if you're fielding a lot of characters, but... He's got Sandman level stats with a decent ability. Yeah, if you <laughs> are five cost. So if you not are, Sandman. <laughs> if yeah. you're at like eight life and you're fielding a bunch of characters, you're probably just delaying the inevitable at that point. I mean, mm-hmm. you're gonna make that big comeback, sure, that turn. But how did you lose that many characters? <laughs> you know, like um, we've also got Hulkbuster Iron Man. Uh, he comes in at six six seven for his purchase costs. One of them, I really like the flavor. Hulkbuster Iron Man cannot be blocked by character dice with purchase cost of six or more. Is there, <laughs> yeah. is there a Hulk that comes in at, at under six? I nope. I do not think there is in the game. There, so There might be a five from Age of Ultron. He couldn't block with super rare Hulk. Oh, man. <laughs> you found Shut the workaround of that card. Plans are ruined. <laughs> ruined. I do wish that it had sort of like a, a zombie Hulk ability where when he's fielded, you just KO all the Hulks in the field. Well, there is uh, on the seven cost when fielded, you may KO target opposing character die with purchase cost of six or more. And if you do, you gain two life. All right, so, there you go. KO granted, super rare Hulk. Super I have granted your wish. Worse. <laughs> you are welcome. Uh, we've also got the Iron Manor. Iron Spider we talked about, Jarvis, uh, Rescue, Space Armor, Spider, or, uh, Iron Man, which is a just beautiful-looking card, although I don't feel that he's got particularly good abilities, and the War Machines are all really cool-looking. There's a lot of good stuff in yep. it. Yep, so, yeah. And Give Suit Up a try. Yeah. What, what's great suit is, Up is awesome. Yeah, what, what is great is I think starter sets, people are kind of like, eh, it's only a starter set, but there's so many cards that you can explore and oh, things to try. So. We've also got four different affiliations in this. We've got the Iron Man affiliation, we've got S.H.I.E.L.D., we've got uh, one Spider-Man character, and we've got an Avenger. Yeah. So... I, li- I love yeah. when we get the affiliation love, too. Yeah. Yep, so we want to hear from you guys. And one last thing, actually, before I forget, make sure you guys actually go look at the keyword for Iron Will. It's amazing. It's like reading a book on a sidecar. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we want to hear from you guys. Um, we've we only had the set for a couple of days, so what have you guys discovered? What kind of cool combos or things that you've liked out of the set? Let us know. Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. All right, gentlemen, I will have all of you back for our roundtable, which is an awesome segment where all of us are going into the WizKids writer's room and making cards. We, better, we all better take a couple of minutes and really limber up because I feel like we're about to really be patting ourselves on the back and we don't <laughs> want to be straining anything. Let's go stretch it out for a minute before we record the next segment. Okay, guys, we are back with the KO King. How are you doing today? Good, how are you? Uh, needless to say, I am excited for this segment. This is our hidden gem, and this card I feel like has been my baby because ever since world's finest came out i and i pulled it i've i've been working on it tuning it timing it and if so if you guys had listened to our year-end recap in 2016 you guys know that world's finest was my favorite set because of the batman team we're not covering the batman team but of this other one and that is the super rare ultraman which is i think is an awesome card um and I don't think it's getting a lot of play because there's another similar card right now being played in a lot of com- and competitive. Um, so it's the Ultraman Kryptonite Power. 
and his ability is while Ultraman is active, if, if a kryptonite action die is used, you may use the effect of every basic action card in play with no bursts immediately. Partially why I like this is because a lot of people use Kryptonite as a blanking card. So even if it's my opponent's turn, I'll just sit there and I'm like, um, sure, I'll use all these. <laughs> um, so I want to start out with what I think is the core of this machine. I, I'll do a full disclaimer. There are a lot of flex spots, but I feel like there are three to four cards that need to be on this team. One, of course, is the Ultraman. Yeah. Right, and I, I think this is... I'm sure there's a lot of players out there right now that are looking at this for Prime. Um, and, you know, Beholder is getting a lot of love in uh, the WKO world. And, I, you know, Ultraman is very similar. I think Ultraman has some benefits. I, I it like it because... drawbacks, but yeah. it has some benefits because you don't have to do it during the yeah, attack I, step. I, that, that's, I think that's the advantage between him and Beholder is the timing windows. You're doing this in your main step versus having to attack. So it gives you a little bit more flexibility to do other things. So I like to use Ultraman um, with a super rare. And then, of course, I like the common Kryptonite. I've actually never tried it with the other ones. Um, but the common's so good because that ignore the text on a target character, die um, character card until the end of the turn. Also, on its burst and double burst side, if you are playing against the Superman Friends team, they you can pick that character not to block too, which is an added benefit that I don't think I've taken advantage of. <laughs> Right, and what this really does when you when you blank the other character is it eliminates their ability to defend. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, if I have a scarecrow a or my, or a Ronin, right, then you blank that, and then you get to proc all the actions, and you get to keep moving on. So, there is a strong strong benefit yep. to to the kryptonite. Yeah, and so this is where a lot of people say, okay, that's your combo, but you said three cards, right? I think the third and card that actually makes this all work together is the basic action, your Superhero Registration Act, and its ability is draw and roll two dice, and it has an enlistment. Instead, draw and roll three dice unless your opponent KOs an opposing character die. Now, this honestly makes Ultraman one of my favorite things because it allows you to chain these kryptonites um, of course, this is a good time to plug our bag manipulation segment. You may want to go back and check it because keeping a thin bag makes this work so well. Um, you, you've played against it many, many times. I'm playing two to three kryptonites, sometimes all four. Right, and that's what worries me when I am facing this team is that you have to worry about, say, three kryptonites, whereas mm -hmm. opposed to if I'm just, you know, have one, two characters doing it once, I may be able to defend it, but the way you play it, I have to make sure that I can defend against two, three kryptonites, and that Superhero Registration Act really allows that to happen, mm -hmm. because you can run a large number of kryptonites, you can purchase a lot of characters, you can field new characters, so it really adds a whole different level to it when you're adding, say, with Haymaker and Prime, when you're adding three Overcrush, mm -hmm. And you're doing it three times. That's that's, you know, that's nine, nine nine to whatever already. And it, say you're putting on an Ultraman. He's a four, five, six attack. So right, that's it gets ridiculous. You're in the double digits no matter what. Right. Um, and I and I also think the one thing that people forget is that enlistment ability because it forces your opponent to make that hard decision, saying, "Okay, do I KO character, lose a blocker?" Or do I let him draw three where he could potentially get another kryptonite and do this all over again? Um, and if you're playing with a thin bag, either way, you have a high chance of pulling another kryptonite. Right. And the one thing that you run into is if you actually run out of dice. <laughs> yes. Like that's the one downside <laughs> if you run out of dice. That's usually my problem is by the time I do the fourth one, I'll pull one die out. I'm like, oh, roll that. Right. <laughs> oh, so I know there's a, other basic actions that people use, overcrush, uh, maybe yeah, an unblockable yeah, so the, end the, of days, yeah. all those kind of poison the water type of things mm -hmm. that you use against the beholder. But I challenge players, don't overlook the benefit of Superhero Registration yeah. Act. Even if you don't use it as a typical form of churn or ramp, it just adds such a, a different layer to this Ultraman that it, it makes it a must, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and the, the reason why I do use that, because I also use it with the common... Super uh, Superwoman, right? Or yeah, Superwoman, Lois Lane, where her global is pay one energy. You may convert any amount of your energy to a bolt this turn. 
So that actually helps because when you buy the superhero registration acts, if you're not getting them on their ac action faces, you can still use those two generic energy. And if you're, say, because I've had it more than once where I've gotten seven energy but couldn't get a bolt for the life of me. So I'll just, I'll use one of my extra energy, convert everything to bolts and buy Ultraman that turns straight up. Um, and so, like, I like that. I've seen some people use too cool for words, and then you also have your uh, Green Arrow Flash energy fixer. Um, but I just, Superwoman seems to be the best in, in my play style because then if I do need another cheap character, her ability is you may uh, pay three bolts rather than Superwoman's printed cost. Right, and, with, and with good stats. Yeah. So, so she could be your win condition in that yeah, position with the global. Because she is a four, five, seven attack. Um, so even with one Haymaker boost, she's already getting pretty beefy. Um, from there, pretty much you have five cards that you can use whatever you want. You know, you have one basic action you can pick, and the other four can be your support or whatever. I've used a combination of um, Captain Cold's gun because it, it's useful sometimes to have even more blanking, oddly enough, and the three damage because sometimes you just want to reduce the amount of de right. defending characters out there. Storm... The rare from uh, Deadpool, she is great because you're going to be using a lot of actions. Yeah, I think this is a – I guess it's not a must-have, but it's definitely if, an added benefit because yeah. if you're using, you know – and we're not talking about how many you proc, but if you're using three Kryptonites and maybe one or two superheroes in a turn, mm -hmm. that's five damage. Yeah, and so I, I should actually make one disclaimer. So depending on where you are and how your TL rules action dice usage, your mile may vary. Um, so with us, we treat using an actual physical action dice and Ultraman's ability as two different things. Ultraman's using the effects, so you're not using a dice, which wouldn't proc Storm, but using the actual Kryptonite proc Storm. And I, Storm also has the, and she's great, I pulled her yesterday, I'm really excited, it says three cost. I can, when I use an action, either ping a character for one or my opponent for one. So if they have sidekicks to block, you just those sidekicks out as you're using the actions so mm -hmm. it allows you to have an, a field plus it takes away their ability to use you know to ko a character for superhero registration yeah. act you know there's a lot of benefits to that storm yeah and so there's that and i think there there's been a little trend from the two between the two weeks of the wko of um what i've been calling poisoning the basic actions by putting in like uh, end of days or the um, what was the other one? I can't remember the one. Uh, oppression begins. Oppression begins. Um, where to counter that? I put it in the common bat cave because this is where the advantage between Beholder and Ultraman comes in play. You're still in your main step, so you can just play all your Kryptonites as you need and have all your characters KO'd. Um, that's clearing their field too. You remove the bat cave everybody comes back and you may have enough to swing even if everybody's on the level one side right i i see that ultraman is more of the control players beholder mm -hmm. you know because because you are in your main step you're not attacked you if they're using the end of days you can use that bat cave there's a lot of uh more workarounds where you're not going to be just all of a sudden in trouble so i i, I think it's important to understand that Beholder is fast, and it's it attacks, and it's great with with the actions that everybody uses it with, with imprisoned mm -hmm. and and frontline. But Ultraman's a little different flavor, though the abilities are the same. Yeah, and so you may have noticed that a lot of these cards, actually all of these cards I mentioned, have been prime legal. So this team, I I honestly think in prime, we will see a lot of people playing it. I don't know if they'll be playing it with superhero registration act. But I have a feeling a lot of people will be playing it because it's such a great card and there's not a lot of counters to it. And we'll, we'll get to the counters in a second. Um, in the Unlimited world, there's one card that I like to add to this team and it just becomes mean. And that is the Blue Dragon from D&D &D, where he has, while active, whenever you use an action die ability, choose an opposing character. That character can't block this turn. Anytime I'm using a Kryptonite, I just made five characters un can't block. Yeah, so basically you're not going to have any blockers. Yeah, and hopefully I can just swing in for the right. win at that point. Cause, and that's not even counting as Breath Weapon 1, which just adds more insult to injury. Yeah. Um, so those are kind of the combinations. And to just give you a highlight of the other basic actions I've actually played, um, of course we mentioned the Haymaker or Anger Issues for the plus three. Um, unstable Canister or Magic Missile, I've tried that. It gives you a constant burn. 
but I I myself have had a hard time having it to get all 20 through. I, I would worry about, as silly as this sounds, I'd worry about the global on that. You know, if you're running Storm, she has got one defense on some sides. Yeah. And then... Your opponent might just ping her out. Yeah, and and then if you're running against a weird player like myself, I may just take six bolts and ping out your Ultraman. Yeah. So... Um, so, it's yeah, that one's a little iffy. I have... I, I, we've talked about this. I haven't played this team before, but or before, but I was thinking of pairing that with Momentum and using the rare the Scarlet Witch from the Doctor Strange set or Rare Bar- Baron Zemo. And so you play it, play the Kryptonite, use the um, her, the ability of Baron Zemo or Scarlet Witch, move it over, <laughs> and then start doing your best basic actions and move it back. Yeah. That seems nasty. Yeah, we just practiced <laughs> more of a prime-type team with this for some counters, and I, I threw momentum on my team. And as much as I love momentum, I haven't really figured out a lot of stuff for prime for momentum, so... Hopefully someone mm-hmm. doesn't bring it because then you would have that ability yeah. to do Yeah, and then the last two cards that I haven't have per- played a team on it, but everybody hates when I play it in draft no matter what, is Betrayal or One Against Many. Oh, I think One Against Many is so <laughs> much worse. That thing is, I'm telling you right now that that's going to be borderline broken. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's really bad. Because, you, you know, the, I mean, Ultraman has a pretty, it's pretty fast to get him on the field, so if your opponent's starting to wall up, th- it could be bad news. I, I think you quick. played this in our Chaos Draft yesterday. Yeah. You knew Thousand Dragon twice, bought it cheap, and then Dr. J had, like, one character in the field, and you were damaging yeah, that was, three every turn. three, and he had two one time, so I'm like, uh, <laughs> that's six. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I know Sorry. everybody sees a five-cost basic action, but with the right team i i don't see five cost basic action as much difficult especially when it's gonna i mean if you're looking to do a which some people do an, a magic missile team mm-hmm. i would i think a, a much deadlier version of a magic missile team is that one against many i know it's a five cost but and but, something like yeah. this ultraman where you're just procking it three times a turn if they've got any characters in the field it's gonna oh, it's plus you make that up, decision yeah. worse if they're gonna ko something right so it's just layers all these decisions and you're basically as soon as you get a kryptonite with your Ultraman, you're like, no, I'm done. Yeah. And that's the, fu- that's the thing about this team is once you get the engine going, it is really hard to stop the engine. And I've seen more than one once you guys, when I start getting going, the, just the reaction on your face, you're like, oh, crap, he's just going to keep going and going and going. And I didn't think uh, there was a, a block for it for Ultraman, mainly because the way you play it's, it's three. So like, Getting two characters out doesn't really work, so I feel like I've got an answer yeah. to it based so, on what we played today. So, so yeah, so we, we've kind of talked about the benefits and stuff, and one thing we do like on the show is not just to show you a team and tell you not, you know, this, this, is, how, this is how I build teams, is I figure out a team, I'm like, oh, this is decent. All right, guys, help me figure out a way to beat it. Um, so what, what are the ways we have, and we'll focus mostly on Prime because in Unlimited, there are many, many ways of doing this because the weak point is kryptonite targets. So if you, say, have the Storm that can redirect or if you're running the Wonder Ring combo, I am boned. Right. Well, not even that. If you have uh, the the Ring of Magnetism, you just throw it on Ultraman and they can't blink anything else. Yeah. So that's it's really good. So. Yeah. So in Prime specifically, what kind of counters have we come up uh, with? I think the best uh, is Green Arrow Robin Hood, the common Green Arrow. Yeah. There's actually a synergy that is worth playing. And he what? reads, while Green Arrow is active, when an opposing character, when an opposing action die targets one of your character die, you may pay a mask shield to choose a new target. So the way I was doing it, and I think it's the most effective way, even though you have to combo a few things, the new Renette Tilly, who spins an action to a side that you, you choose, uh, I was using chalkboard, which I want to use chalkboard on my team anyway, and actually buying the two-cost die mm-hmm. and then have her in the field, and I could spin it to the mask shield. So I was only using one die to trigger the synergy. Yeah. So it wasn't like I had to save a bunch. I did on some of our turns. But as long as I had that one die, I could redirect. So if you were hitting, going to kryptonite one of my characters or kryptonite, you know, one of my characters, you were kryptoniting, I would, you know, change that target. Mm-hmm. So And the the one way I actually thought of that I could possibly you do can target it, your target own my own characters, yeah. but 
the way I play it, my team's just so right. streamlined. I couldn't even get a sidekick out there to, right. to blank my own character. So there, there is obviously workarounds, but it's more, more difficult. Uh, yeah, definitely. I really thought that this combo was your Ultraman was broken because I didn't think there was anything in uh, Prime that that did something like this Green Arrow that I came across yeah. today. I think I've read it a bunch of times, but you know, who wants to pay two energy yeah. just to redirect? And and because like before this, we were thinking of using the uncommon cold gun because right. the the rare cold gun's not going to do anything since these are considered applied effects, right? And I was asking brainstorming with the group. Well, based on how Z-Mags is ruled now, that means it wouldn't blank those, like the overcrush and everything I added to right. it. Right. So I think there is the other options too, as far as when you get other characters out in the field, like a Scarecrow or something that you want to, to blank is really mm -hmm. where Green Arrow comes into yeah, effect. Yeah, because then I have it, to make a hard decision. Right. So if you want to blank one of your characters, but then that leaves my characters open... I'm going to have abilities to do stuff, but if you, you know, blink my character, I'll redirect. Mm -hmm. And and the more I played it, we, we started to realize that I actually only needed to redirect once, once. if you only had one Ultraman. Mm -hmm. You know, I was saving energy before, but then I realized I didn't need to redirect. Yeah, the only because the only drawback right. with that green arrow is his defense. He's a yes. one, two, three. Yeah. So that's what I was doing near the, the end of one of our matches. I'm like, well, I'm just going like to purposely... <laughs> it for that <laughs> stupid cold gun. Yeah, I was like, I'm just going to cold gun at the end of your turn, so you're, you're going to be forced to use your energy then instead of right. having to right. do it on my turn. So I do... Now, in our silly little chaos draft yesterday, I decided to put motorcycle on my team, and I actually really like the, the global ability, and especially in Prime, you pay a fist, remove a target-blocked character from the attack zone, and I think it works against Ultraman, as long as I can keep something in the field to block it, mm -hmm. that 20 overcrush is not coming through because I can remove your character. From yeah, because for overcrush to happen is you have to KO the character, right. and if you remove it, Now, the, the trick is there. making sure I still have a character in the field when you attack. Yeah. And uh, we've talked about how difficult yeah, that can there's, be. Yeah, there's super repression on there. Um, so, yeah, if you guys have any questions on this Ultraman team, like I said, I've been, you, you've known, all of everybody on the team has known I've been brewing with this card ever since it came out. Um, I can help answer a lot of these questions in both Unlimited and Prime. Um, the reason why we had a more Prime focus is because I think this is a really, really good team to be running in Prime. Yeah, I think it's definitely more of a Prime. I think it'll be kind of that beholder for Prime. Yeah. Um, so yeah, shoot, shoot, shoot us an email. It's double burst at ktdata.net or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash double burst. We'll answer any questions or if you've played an Ultraman team, I want to see what kind of combos that you played. Cause we were talking to, um, was it his name? Ben, I think in the UK, yeah. he, he was using some actions that I didn't even consider um, yeah. putting in. So, um, I, I really want to see what you guys think. Cause like I said, half this team is almost flex spots. So I, right. I, I want to see He's using end of days and heroic defense. Which you know, yeah, I didn't even think of. Yeah, a beautiful thing. I didn't th talk about yeah. that before. I was like, that's an awesome combo, actually, because the one of the other problems is thin field, right? So right. my opponent's attacking, heroic defense, right? And you're gonna gain life for all those characters that you just KO'd. Mm -hmm. All right, so we'll have you back, Russ. Actually, in a um, in a second for our roundtable, which I am super excited for. Um, we're we're actually kind of gonna pretend that we're at WizKids and writing some abilities for blank cards. All right. Okay, guys, we are back with the full crew again. How are you gentlemen doing? Great. Um, this is probably going to be our longest episode because I've looked. All our segments are 20 minutes long. So <laughs> let's try to fit all of this in 20 minutes. What we did was we searched through all the cards that WizKids has printed and took all the blank ones and, and we're like, okay, let's make thematic abilities for all of these cards. Um, so who wants to start out first? I'll, I'll uh, go ahead and start. All right. So I took characters that I kind of wanted abilities similar to my playstyle. Oh, really? Sounds really <laughs> strange. So I went first with Grodd, and I think this would be great. It's thematic for him, plus it would be really fun to play with the way I like to play. When an opponent's character is KO'd, you may take control until the end of the active player's turn. Yep. So and that would be limited, as I've thought about it, 
once per turn. Yeah. Per so, die. So yeah. if I have two Grod. So so for a little bit of background, if you guys don't know a lot about Grod, Grod has mind control powers right. um, in the comics. So that yeah. I, I mean I like So it. here I'm picturing that like I KO uh you definitely have superhero registration act. Right. So I would KO something, have a vicious or a vigilante justice, KO a sidekick with blue eyes, take control of one of my opponent's character die. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. I do, I do like that too because Grunt has fat stats on his right. dice. So if you take control of a card of a die, the controlling die can't attack. So if you're taking control of a die, you have to attack with probably a lower level attack. So it kind of nerfs his ability a little so bit. I just like so I that like ability that. of instead of like KOing my own character die, it's when I KO an opponent's character. Yeah. So kind of scarecrow, but my opponents <laughs> die. And then <laughs> kind of scarecrow and then, pretty much says it all. <laughs> and then if you watched Jessica Jones, the series on Netflix, she can't be controlled by Purple Man. It's kind of like how she does. Her thing, she can't be controlled. So as much as I want this character, I actually don't want this character in the game. And when she is active, your opponent may not take control of your character die. So I totally put it on all my teams. <laughs> yeah. Talk about teams. a one-track mind. <laughs> <laughs> this one you can control a character. With this one, you can't control. A character. So you also went into the keyword toolbox and created a new keyword. I did. Right? I created a new keyword for our guardians. This is going to be in the new set. It's not, but that'd be really cool. <laughs> so I have Drax. We are Groot. That's the new keyword. It's for guardians. And Drax, the the keyword is when this character and Groot are in the field at the same time. So, so it's a while active that depends yeah. on another character. Yeah, so yeah. if you have Drax and Groot in the field, it, it triggers We Are Groot, and all gay Guardians affiliated characters get 3+. So Drax so is a strong... Attack, right? Yeah. right. So Drax is a strong character, so when Groot's with him, they all get plus 3, because Groot is kind of that, you know... The ties that bind yeah, the team I together. Yeah, I don't know how you explain <laughs> what Groot is. And then Rocket Raccoon, this is his We Are Groot. Rocket may attack because these two pair so well together. Their comics are together, everything. Um, Rocket may attack as if unblocked and return to the field at end of turn. Cool. So him, Drax, and Groot is broken. Yeah. Oh, and then, and then at Star... Absolutely at, broken. Hey, yeah. they guard <laughs> the galaxy. Add the rare Starhawk to that, too, because he's a guardian. Yeah, that helps. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. it's they absolutely guard they guard the galaxy, galaxy. from what Dice Masters players because <laughs> that's, right. that's who you're going to be beating with. <laughs> that's right. Um, uh, once again, WizKids, we don't want that Jessica Jones. Yeah, yeah. and like I said, this is just us kind of trying yeah. to make thematic stuff. Um, and Kenneth, you want to go next? Yeah, sure. Uh, so there after our to be... we've we got a lot of good feedback from our song. So like. This, this is fitting. That was mostly you and Diego. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in the first tur- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles set, there is a blank version of each turtle. And I really love the set that just came out a couple weeks ago. I've had a lot of turtles on the brain, so I decided I'd take and make a ability for each one of them. Uh, what I did was I created a, uh, a subset of a keyword which I'm calling Team Watch 1 and Team Watch 2. So Team Watch 1 is the first time Team Watch is activated on a turn. Team Watch 2 is the second time. So you can only use these abilities uh, two time, or once per turn so they're not super broken like an unblockable rocket. <laughs> rocket <laughs> the field. Uh, hey, so some of us want to try to play aggro. This, that allows me to <laughs> So uh, first I've got Donatello, Team Watch 1. The first time Team Watch is activated on turn, use the effect of an action die with no bursts. And Team Watch 2, use the effect of an action die with any number of bursts. Uh, he's the, the guy who uses tech stuff. He should be using action dice. He sh- if, any, if any of them are directed towards action dice, it should be him. Um, Leonardo, Team Watch 1, Leonardo against Iron Will. Uh, Team Watch 2, he gets fast. That is a Iron Will and Fast put together is well, he's the ridiculous. leader. He should be leading the charge and the hardest one to go down. So ha- he's the leader. Haven't you the seen team. the Civil War movies? The guy holding the flag always is the first one to get shot. 
he's not a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> you show me one time that a Ninja Turtle that is the lead guy goes down first. It does not happen. Uh, we've got Raphael. Uh, Team Watch 1, he gets deadly. And Team Watch 2, he gets overcrush because he is the angry one with an attitude. And those seem like the two angriest abilities that I know <laughs> of in the game. Uh, Michelangelo was kind of challenging for me because he doesn't have much of a specialty except for just being fun. Uh, so <laughs> I kind of figured that he's kind of the support guy. He's the guy rallying the troops. So when Team Watch 1 spin all TMNT-affiliated dice up one level... And Team Watch 2, all TMNT dice get plus two attack. So my question so, is, how, does these, how would these work with Taskmaster? Amazingness. Um, really, really good. Well, <laughs> yeah. Michelangelo wouldn't work at all because he's not a TMNT <laughs> affiliated character. He's a shield yeah. agent. But Sure. sure. Yeah. <laughs> all right. so, so with this, what you want to do is have one of them in the field and try and field all of them and clean it up with getting a metal head in at the very end so that they're unblockable <laughs> and super beefed up and, and it's just crazy. Swing, swing in for all and 128 you're complaining damage. about my just, guardians. <laughs> yeah, because that's a two-card combo. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, you know, let's go along the lines of modifying keywords and stuff, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I, I decided to go around Ant-Man Wasp theme for some odd reason. I, the movie was in my mind, I guess. Um, it's but, a good movie. Yeah. So... One of them doesn't have a keyword, and that's Ant-Man. His ability is, when fielded, you may KO a wasp die to deal a character or opponent three damage. If you guys want to know why that's thematic, <laughs> go find out why Ant-Man and Wasp got divorced the first time. <laughs> um, so, and then we have Wasp, and then this weird keyword that I... Did I invent this, or... Did it's we just, the like, put best it, it's, keyword it's called out there. Heroic. Um, <laughs> well, it's not the best, but it's a good one. So while Wasp is paired, she may change any of your attacking or blocking Avenger characters so she can manipulate the field as she pleases, which actually kind of goes into her theme because if you go back her history, she's been in charge of the Avengers for quite some time. For different oh, yeah, she's, she's tough. Um, and, of course, Giant Man, he has a Heroic. While Giant Man is paired, you may spin up giant man or his partner character so makes sense you know sharing yeah. pin particles oh yeah you do know that that's saber tooth right <laughs> but he's not <laughs> saber tooth doesn't hang out with the iron man saber tooth's a five cost yeah. character yeah <laughs> they spin up to yep. level three with saber tooth all right so jared you have the the the, the set that I got me into this the so. Yu-Gi-Oh set that's right and i tried to make them as fairly thematic to the Yu-Gi-Oh game as i possibly could um, so I'll start with the Marshmallow. Uh, I gave it the ability. <laughs> I can't stop laughing at Ken's pack he pulled yesterday in our drill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got, got the blank fairy injection lily and the blank Marshmallow, and that was the only Yu-Gi-Oh pack he got. You wanted yeah. both, didn't you? Yeah. I wanted the, the fairy injection lily because I took the forecast that was passed around. <laughs> and then Jared grabbed my blank one thinking that he got the forecast. I'm like, really? Like, I, really I felt I could I confidently it. send that thing around and it would come back to me. Junk. <laughs> Two blank characters in one pack is not a good pack. I was really certain I'd, I drafted it too, but nope, I didn't. Uh, in chaos, you'd never remember what you drafted. Uh, so anyway... Uh, the Marshmallow that I that I made, it's a two-cost shield. Regenerate. If Marshmallow is KO'd and does not successfully use Regenerate, deal your opponent one damage. If Marshmallow successfully uses Regenerate, gain one life. I like it. I do too. So it's like, good good thing I, either way. Uh, the next one was Maneater Bug. When this monster is KO'd, you may KO target monster. That's just very thematic. Does it have to be an opponent's monster? Huh? No. It just says target. Target, target nope. monster. I, that's I, I, but that's, that's also something that I put with like uh, the Donatello. You can use any action. Yeah. It's not just yeah. basic but actions. See, I made it a point to say just use an yeah. action. And, and to make sure it's thematic when you actually field the the man eater bug, you're like, I field man eater bug face down in defense mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do it face down in defense <laughs> mode. Uh, the next one is morphing jar. When he summon... doesn't need a boost. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does. This is a good ability right here too. When summoned, both players move all dice from their used piles into their bags then both players draw four dice from their bags and place them into the used pile I do not I like that but it, that's but it, just like, chaos. it hurts both players man I 
like it for a one cost. Yeah, character? I, I like oh, a good yeah. chaos type of card. <laughs> yeah, I can screw no, up bag so much. I don't like. That. I've started drafting. Like whenever I see, whenever we do the chaos stuff, and I see a Harvey or a Bullock, I always grab him in a draft because I like the chaos. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't see how many energy I roll. Flip a coin, we'll see what <laughs> yeah. happens. Yeah, I get crazy with it. Uh, the next one is Songin. During your main step, you may KO this monster die and summon another die from your ready area for free. I like how you use ready area. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I went with ready area, <laughs> which I'm interpreting as the reserve pool. Uh, then I did Lord of D, which is this one's pretty thematic. While active, once per turn, you may KO target non-sidekick monster die and summon a monster die with dragon in its name to the field at level one from the used pile was what. Um, and so that's nice. Fairy injection lily. When fairy when injection fairy lily attacks, it gains plus seven attack if it is blocked by two or more monsters. That's also pretty thematic. She gets a huge yeah. attack buff in the Yu-Gi-Oh game um, because she's on a needle. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Uh, so and my, weird. My, so one, weird. The one I was most proud of is Soggy the Dark Clown. While active, you gain the following effects the first time you perform each action each turn. So if you summon a non-sidekick monster, uh, purchase another copy of that die for two less. If you play an action die, use the ability of a different action die that you have already purchased. When you summon a sidekick, you KO target sidekick you control. And when you use a global ability, you take one damage. So it's just, weren't you it's the guy that says you place. get bored when you see a wall of text on a card and you just added a wall of text to a card? Absolutely, but I love these. <laughs> I love these. I love these effects that like they have like different abilities for whatever happens. And we need to see that in Dice Masters. One of the craziest things about all of these cards is hearing the names pronounced. I have been doing it wrong. I, <laughs> oh, yeah. it drives me crazy every time you guys yeah. are like saggy or yeah. whatever. Yeah, it says why, why Saggy you? the Dark Clown <laughs> yeah. and, and Sangan. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look at me. I know how they're named. <laughs> yeah, Ke- Kevin does it right. <laughs> um, and let's see. So Di- Diego was going to be here, but he had to step out. So quick overview of his. He had Nightwing. Um, while Nightwing is active, if Oracle is active, Nightwing gets plus one, plus one. If Batman is active, Nightwing cannot be blocked by two or more characters. That's pretty thematic because Nightwing and Oracle get it on. Um. <laughs> yeah, except in that weird new cartoon animated version of The Killing Joke. <laughs> yeah. That was just weird. Yeah. Um, and then he also has Catwoman. What, what, when Catwoman attacks, captures target sidekick until end of turn. I think that actually fits well with kind of her other abilities that she has. Um, he, oh, yeah, had an alternate for that because I guess he likes Catwoman. When Catwoman attacks, you may immediately use any energy left in target opponent's reserve pool. Ooh, Ooh that's like super health thief. I like that. That's uh, flavorful yeah. too because she's a cat burglar. Yeah, yeah she should have steal some steal kind of your energy thing. That is really cool. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And then last but not least, because Gwen Stacy is awesome, while Gwen Stacy is active, Spider-Friend characters cost one less to a minimum of one. Spider-Man costs two less for a minimum of one. We just fixed ASM with that card. <laughs> he just made. oh yeah um so she just wrecked that spidey the amazing card though i i don't want to play against russ where he can <laughs> blue eyes a character and buy it for one Ooh, ugh. i like that he, ability he, but he's not spidey friends is but, he but the first oh thing you're right oh, no it's Spider a spider man yeah, it's oh, a spider man it is not affiliation oh, and, and the only setup that needs is a two cost bolt yeah so i'm gonna do oh, a live wow, that's easy i'm gonna do a live rat of that for that <laughs> <laughs> i don't want that one <laughs> i can do that one yeah so like out of all of these that we've done what do you think is like the your favorite out of all of them that's not one that you made of course oh, i really I like that cat woman that steals things yeah I, I'm, I'm my vote's on that cat woman now that's um, really cool that's great because i mean russ's will break the game the, yeah the one that i want is that rocket because that is just so broken <laughs> and he's a bolt too so you're like yeah yeah I, but like, you have to have groot out so <laughs> worth it. It's so easy too. And I'll and I will bring the super rare that buffs his defense anyway. So it's even harder to get him out of the field. I think I want Jessica Jones because no. more than fifty <laughs> yeah. more than fifty percent of my games I end up playing against Russ anyway. So and stuff just gets yeah. Yeah, Jessica yeah. Jones is not too bad too. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that one. I just thought it would be a good one to counter some of the cards in the game. If I had to pick my favorite one, it'd be my Morphing Jar, though. I don't know. I kind of want that Man-Eater oh, Bug man, that... just so I can be like, I'd play Man-Eater <laughs> Bug face down that, in defense mode. That Morphing Jar would just... <laughs> no one would understand oh, it. <laughs> morphing Jar would really, I think, could have an impact on 
competitive because you could really jack with bags. Oh, I, yeah. I thought you were going to vote yeah. for the injection fairy lily. Would be huge in in uh, injection fairy lily. Is just weird. <laughs> it's just a weird looking card. I, I kind of that's. You want to know a secret? I kind of like putting that on my team and playing against you just so I can see you freak out every time you see it. It is one of the weirdest <laughs> cards ever. She's a nurse she on gets, a needle. What, what's wrong with, with that? With she wings. gets all those giant Why? buffs. What is, what is the deal with all the like giant attack buffs? Because is, we can't is, is she just flying in there and we, injecting you with like we heroin or sedatives or something? <laughs> we, like, oh, it's easier to fight you when you're asleep. She's injecting herself with... Uh, with steroids? human growth yeah. hormone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Jared can ag- agree. You can't be practical in anime. It has to be over the top. It has outrageous. to be over the top. <laughs> has to make no sense at all. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, and then big shout out to Mark and Lane. They were actually the ones who suggested the idea for this segment. I think we had a blast yeah, doing this. So like, much those fun. are the guys that always design our uh, Errata That cards yeah, that so we, we post the images of. So definitely big shout out to yeah. them. Thanks for always doing as much as you do yeah. for us and giving uh, us ideas and inspiring us. Yeah, we, we had so much fun doing this um and the funny thing is all of us are like so can we like print proxies of these and <laughs> play, <laughs> can we them? play with them yeah um and if you're curious to see all the cards hopefully it will have them all posted in the show notes so you can go and maybe make your own proxy cards out of them and let us know how broken we broke the game <laughs> this is probably why we're not writing the cards, right yeah exactly right <laughs> um and if you guys have suggestions for your own cards that you would like to put in blanks let us know or if you have suggestions for segments like mark and lane sent we, we're always looking for ideas from our listeners. Uh, double burst at ktdata.net, facebook.com forward we, slash double burst. And we always want to do the stuff that you guys want to hear. So, I mean, uh, a happy audience makes for a happy podcast. Yep. Um, gentlemen, thank you again. It's always a blast. And yet again, we're getting kicked out. And that's it for this episode of the Double Burst Podcast. Before we go, I wanted to give you guys an update on what we heard from you guys about doubles. Uh, Dice Dice Kitty, she mentioned that she wanted to see Rescue Stark's Equal and Rescue Resilient from Iron Man's War Machines. Um, that's referring back to our Dreaming Double segment. And Zach from Salt Lake City said we totally forgot about Black Widow because she's everywhere. You can let us know what you guys think. Um, how do you feel about Super Rare Ultraman or how would you flavor a card? You can shoot that um, to our email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Of course, head on over to doubleburst.com for great articles and resources for new and old players and where to subscribe to the show so you can automatically get it. Big thanks to Game Haven Sandy for giving us a place to record. If you guys live in Utah, make sure you check them out. And if you don't, check them out online at yourgamehaven.com. They have an awesome single store. And of course, Big thanks to all of you guys listening at home. Everybody on the team appreciates it. And until next time, my friends, may your dice rolls be ever in your favor. Mm-hmm.